0: Back. This is the Millionaire Marriage Podcast. I'm Taylor Kovar and Jeremy Gilliam here with us. Hey everybody. Hey. So we're excited today. We have a topic that has been all over the news here lately. So it's one that's near and dear to my heart uh, because I deal with it every day. So I get to be the expert on this show. Hopefully, <laughs> uh, I'm sure you'll find a way to put me uh, in my place. But I'm just kidding. Um, no. So this has been all over the news. I am thrilled, honestly, that this is getting more attention. Uh, yeah. I've written about it several times already. We've been quoted about it. Our team has. We have a bunch of resources on the moneycouple.com. Yeah. So that topic is, you ready? Financial infidelity, right? Maybe financial inf- adultery, as some people call it, yeah. uh, which we'll get into later. Because, yes. man, it is so good. This has been all over the news here lately. So let's jump in. So what this can look like, and and Jeremy, you've been here, but I was talking with a client not too long ago, right? Mm-hmm. And we were I was working with a husband and wife, and the wife ended up having to leave halfway through it to go pick up a kid or something from school. When she left, husband was like, "Hey, so now that she's gone, here's this other money, here's this other account that I have that she doesn't know about, and I don't need your help with." And I was like, "Whoa, pump the brakes, bro! Like that is not cool." And you know, he was like, "Man, what's wrong? It's just a little mad money account, right? Like I have it just in case something else happens, or you know, whatever." And I'm like, "Wow, no, man, that's financial infidelity, and that can take on a, a whole range of." Things right, yeah. so when we're talking about that means financial separation, right? Yeah. Any kind of money secret or lies, control, overspending, and debt, right? Lack yeah. of planning, a whole bunch of things. But basically, just means cheating on your spouse with your money. Yeah. And Jeremy, I know you deal with cheating all the time, all right? The time. And those kind of different things. Yeah. Before we get into really a bunch of these things, what are some of these underlying aspects of of that?
1: So what becomes challenging with infidelity? Obviously, I mean, first, just keeping secrets. In itself is damaging to building healthy relationships. And so when it comes to the other types of infidelity, I have a couple, like they may be dealing with, with adultery. So just straight sexual infidelity. Which is what we usually think about. Yeah, right. Yeah. But the thing with the other forms, so there's also emotional infidelity where it may not, there may not be a sexual relationship there, but there's emotional mismanagement and so where it's like, instead of relying on your spouse for emotional support, you rely on somebody else.
0: Like your work wife, work husband. Yeah, yeah. We, exactly. we got to do a topic. We got to do a yeah. That,
1: oh, 100%. yeah, absolutely. Yes. And then obviously the, the financial failure, which I know is huge in your world. But the the thing with infidelity in general is a lot of the like underlying symptoms or problems are the same. Like, So the feelings are pretty similar. I know some people are like, oh, there is no way that financial infidelity is going to cause the same problem as sexual, sexual infidelity, but like absolutely because the same things are happening. There's secrets that are being hidden. You're lying to your spouse, which is ultimately what this is. Yeah. There becomes a breach in trust, which are difficult to repair. And so like from a clinical perspective, like looking at infidelity in general, a lot of the same problems are there, but here's what I found. And I know you guys have done a lot of research in in this. And so I guess I have a great book on it that deal with kind of how you, how you manage money. And I know financial fidelity is a big part of it. What we found is what happens with infidelity. It's a symptom of the problem. It gets manifested that way, that way yeah. in secrets or let's look at this account that she doesn't know about. So that just becomes a symptom of the problem. And so the problem could be a lot of things with, with spouses whether it's you know unresolved issues from family of origin could be a worldview that is acceptable with lying and secrets and things like that. And so oftentimes from my perspective, I'm not working with the actual problem. Like obviously you have to, you have to address processing infidelity, but I'm trying to figure out the actual root of the issue. There's just, there's Does always, that make
0: sense? There's always something else there. Yeah, absolutely. Right, definitely. So like, you know, we talk about one of the couples in our I mean, my wife, you know, we're with the five money personalities yeah. book, right? So one of the couples we talk about is there was a couple that both got an allowance, right? Yeah. So every week, and and I'm a I'm a fan of this in certain situations, right? Of each couple kind of having their own little yeah. you know, stash. As long as it's transparent, there's a bunch of other things. There allowance right. allowances, okay. And it was kind of used for whatever they wanted, right? Yeah. And the husband was saving up to buy a golf club that he was wanting. And one day, one Saturday, he realized, hey, he should have enough money to go to the store and get it. Went pulled where that money, he had that money hidden and it was gone. Went to ask his wife where the money was. She was like, oh yeah, no, I, I took it. Like I took it and used it to buy, I don't remember what it was, groceries or whatever it was, but it wasn't, but it wasn't a necessity, right? It was, yeah. She took it just to take it and devastated him. Yeah. Right. I mean, there's trust issues there. Yeah, Right. So he was thinking that he could trust literally the woman he is spending the rest of his right. life with and she's betraying him. Yeah. Right. In his mind and it takes a lot to overcome some of those things, and so I know we have some stats here like on financial infidelity. And so, for example, 40%, right, of respondents in, in one of these surveys um, who are in a serious relationship admitted that they were hiding a checking, savings, or credit card account from their, from their partners. Right. That's almost 50%. Almost half of marriages, somebody is hiding. That's insane. An account. Right. And which is why we go back to, you know, one of the, our core principles, hey, you should be on the same team. You should share, yeah, account, yeah. share this being open and transparent. Right. 60% of women admitted to have a secret credit card, right? 60% admitted to having a secret credit card. And some of that, a large portion put comments about they have this secret card because the husband is so controlling with the money. Yeah. Right. And I'm assuming that's a symptom across the board in a relationship. Uh, yeah,
1: absolutely.
0: Um, is that control? And we see that a lot, especially every relationship is different, but we especially tend to see it from the man, yeah. Right. Controlling relationship where he's saying, hey, here's you two hundred dollars. That's the money you get to use right. for the family. Here's your al-
1: here's your allowance yeah, yeah. To,
0: to buy the groceries and to do this. Yeah, I'm taking care of the rest. Don't worry about it. Yeah. I've had employees who they didn't know how much they got paid. They never saw their paycheck because the other spouse just took care of all of it. Yeah. How would you address somebody who's kind of in that situation of the other spouse is controlling all of it? There's no openness about yeah. sharing that. How would you address it on either yeah. side?
1: Here's what is absolutely fascinating. And as you're, as you're talking, there's several scenarios that are running through my mind. So what often happens in working with couples and their dynamic is there, especially when there's a huge power differential. So like we'll use the, you know, the controlling husband. So she yeah. goes out and gets a credit card and that's to balance the control out. So the issue might be an over, over domineering husband or wife. So what ends up happening is the other spouse, sexual infidelity, Like this happens as a result of that too. Sometimes there's a power differential. Like, okay, so he's super controlling. Well, you know what? I'm going to level the playing field and make his life miserable. It may not happen consciously. Well, sometimes it does though. So just because people can be extremely vindictive. So we have to first deal with each person's right to autonomy. Your wife doesn't deserve to know where the money's at. Your husband doesn't deserve to know... Did you marry a complete idiot or a lunatic? Like, so why do you believe that they don't deserve to be a part of the process? Oh well, you know they just don't understand. Help them understand then, so that way she's not hiding an account from you and you're not hiding an account from him. Basically, what we're trying to do is we're trying to level the power differential because that's what's taking place. And so secret accounts. And I would be super curious to work with that couple you said where she left because my thought is if she sees more than she probably lets on. Like, she may not know that there are secret accounts, but like there's, there's something going on. And so I'm curious at what she does to level the playing field. Cause she probably does something maybe with withhold herself, you know, in sexual manners, things like that to get a little bit more control back. So I would start probably working from that aspect of, of, okay, let's deal with your own right to autonomy that, and you guys roommates, Married? Are you guys in a contract or a covenant? Like, what's going on? Does that make sense? Yeah, I see it a lot.
0: One person in the relationship kind of dominates the finances. Yeah, right. So people find it kind of surprising. Like in my own marriage for a long time, Megan is the one who actually handled our day to day finances. Right? I do this for a living. Like I'm, yeah. a, I own an investment <laughs> right. firm. Right? Right. But she's the one that dealt with our day to day finances. Yeah. Now she didn't hide them from me. Right. Right. But she's the one that managed them because just our that season of life, it made sense for her to do it. Yeah. And that for us, it's a lot about that transparency of, yeah. hey, this is where we're at. So, I'm a big believer in you can't manage what you can't measure.
1: So oh, as a that's couple. Good. That's good. I like that. got to be
0: able to measure where you're at, right? Yeah. So, you know, if we're a team and we know, hey, eventually we want to retire and we want to travel. Yeah. I see this a lot. You know, a couple of husbands, husbands said, well, I can retire at 60 and the wife's going to retire at 67, right? And it's like… Well, that's not fun. Like, I want to (laughs) retire at the same time, right? So, if I work to 63- I want to retire the same day. I want to to walk out the same day and let's be done, right? Coming together and knowing, hey, this is where we're at as a team. Yeah. Hey, we can both walk out of this at 62, right? And then we have the rest of our lives or 52 or whatever that number is. Really kind of being transparent. You can't get that way if if you both have separate checking accounts. And you and I talked about this the other day, a couple that I know who- you know, the wife makes a lot more money than the husband does. And she's basically like, Hey, so look, our bills are a thousand dollars a month, right? I'll put in five hundred, you put in five hundred. Yeah. And whatever we have over that, it's my money and your money, right? You you do whatever you want to, whatever it's in your chain account. I do whatever I want to in my chain account. Yeah, I can't imagine living that, that way, but I know people do. And to be honest, I wasn't super surprised when this couple got divorced. I hate when any marriage falls apart. But yeah. I know that was an underlying issue for so many things in their marriage because you don't know what the other person's
1: doing. Well, it's like, I think that same pattern is probably repeated a dozen times over with multiple things. And then also I'm thinking about just people winning with money, but just winning. And I mean, obviously we're dealing with financial infidelity, so we'll stick with that topic, but just winning with relationships in general, you have to be on the same page. So like the episode with our wives first asking couples, like, do you want to make this work at all? Yeah. If this relationship is important to you, and let's pull up all the stops. Let's open all our hearts, our phones, our accounts. Let's be transparent so that we can win with money, so we can win with our relationship. Yeah, we, we.
0: We. can win. Yes. Yeah, then, Not I, I can. Right. You know, we say all the time, like, well, I'm, I'm going to win. Right. right. I want to win. <laughs> right. We well, understand, like, if, if you win, then your spouse loses. And if you are one, you both lose.
1: Right. I remember reading a book. Actually, it was by John Maxwell. This was like years and years and years ago, and he was saying how like how much of a competitive person he was, and how in the very beginning of him and his wife's and I might be butchering the story a little bit, but the gist of it is that John, they, if you're listening, yeah. So John, us. you can yeah. yeah correct us in the comments. Yeah. I call him John Boy. But that's just yeah, me, right? yeah. I, I like know, yeah. I got you know. I know so, you guys are pretty close. Yeah. So basically, what happened is that whenever they would be in a game. Or they would be doing something competitive, he would want to win and he would do whatever he could to win. This is with his own wife. And so he had this epiphany that when I win, that means she has to lose. So, how do we create a win win relationship where we both get to win? Yeah. And so it's like the same thing with money. And so, financial infidelity, financial separation, Money lies, money secrets, secret accounts, overspending, things like that. How is that helping you both win? Because if you're both going to retire at 62, like that means you both have to come together. And if you got to be on the dreaded cuss word, the B word, the budget, yeah. if you got to do that to win, do it to win. Have every account open because the only way you're going to win together is winning together. Yeah. People oftentimes can't stand ball hogs in basketball. Oh. Why? Why can't people stand ball hogs? Because it's no fun to play with. No, it's no fun. They have to be the star. Yeah. And if they're not the star, they're complaining, but basketball is a team game. Michael Jordan was a fantastic basketball player. If you put Michael Jordan versus five other guys, he's going to lose every time, no matter how great he is. Yeah. Cause it's a team game. Marriage is a team effort. So if you want to win with money, if you don't want to overcome that, you have to be doing this together. And so financial infidelity, it's hindering your ultimate goals. It's hindering- your happiness. Right. Yeah. Infidelity in general, why it causes so much strain and stress is basically like three things happen. And I, I learned this in some of my coursework. Three things happen. Like the first, you realize that your spouse- can lie to you. The second thing is you have to overcome the fact that your relationship wasn't what you thought it was. And the third thing you have to overcome is that your spouse has the ability to completely block you out of their mind. Those are the three things that happen with sexual infidelity, but those same three principles apply that you realize that your spouse can and has lied to you. That's painful. It's painful. Infidelity is traumatizing. Financial infidelity is as well. But then when you start breaking down, like, hold on a second. You've been lying to me for a long time.
0: Yeah. Take the money off the table. You've been lying to me. Yeah.
1: What else have you been lying about? And so this is where my mind goes, unfortunately. It's like, well, if you've lied about this, were you really late from work on Tuesday? Yeah. What else have you been lying about?
0: Yeah, definitely. It goes all the way through, I would imagine. I mean, and it breaks that that trust that you have. That it, should come with it in a marriage.
1: Destroys it. Yeah. The whole thing is about realizing that your relationship isn't what it, you thought it was. And we talked about reality and dreams mm-hmm. and things like that. Because so you get this like, okay, well, my relationship is this way. And then something happens, financial infidelity, well, we financial infidelity, because that's our topic for today. You realize that your spouse has been hiding an account. You go, Well, hold on. This is, this isn't what I thought it was at all. Yeah. And then the third one is realizing that they have the ability to completely block you out of their mind. Might as well just stick the knife in and turn. Oh, yeah. That's exactly what it feels like. The fact that you can do this without any regard to me at all. You said 60% of women have at least one secret account. Yeah. And oftentimes because of like a controlling or domineering husband, 60% are okay Lying to their spouse about their spending. It's a crazy stat. I I just think about uh, me and my wife. First, we are super transparent with our money. We have one checking account where we both have access to it. We both do our monthly budget together. So we're both constantly looking at our numbers. And for me to think that my wife would have a secret account or a secret credit card, it's like a mind grenade. Like, I yeah. can't fathom that. That's what it sounds like from the studies you guys have done is like, this is a real issue that is plaguing our relationships.
0: It is. We talk a lot on this podcast about being intentional, right? Being intentional with your money and your marriage. For us, it all kind of starts first, like with that guy, right? So I'm talking about, you know, we started to talk about this conversation I had with the clients, right? Yeah. And the guy was like, yeah, I want to put this other account. I basically let them know, hey, man, I don't do that here. Right. So, yeah. if, if we're going to work together, you guys to, have got to be on the same page. And so, what I did is I kind of led them through and directed them. We've created a financial infidelity scale. It's a really simple questionnaire on our website, themoneycouple.com, that each spouse can take. Right. And it kind of gives them a score yeah. as far as, hey, this is where you're at. Or do you have financial infidelity in your marriage or do you not? Or you're kind of at risk for it. And then you've helped develop a lot of resources. Right. Yeah. We have more coming all the time on how to. Depending on what your score is, yeah, right. how you can become better at it. Yeah. You know what I would say going into right if you, if you're if you're fearful of financial failure, maybe in your marriage now, yeah. right? Um, if you think that may be occurring, or even just to do a reality check, yeah. Right? An easy way to do that is is to pull a credit report, right? Pull a credit report and see yeah. each person's <laughs> right. name, right? You get three of them for free. The government gives you three for right. free a year. You can get them, you know, through a hundred different apps and other right. things as well. But that'll give you a ton of accounts there. Yeah, that'll tell you, hey. So didn't know you had that Discover Card, right? right. Um, didn't know you had this or that. Right. Um, it really kind of helps open the table, opens discussion, because again, you're on the same team. You, you need to be open and honest with each other. Yeah, absolutely. Um, really? One of the first things I tell newlyweds with advice is, hey, you need to have one account, right? You need to have one yeah, checking account, absolutely. And we talk about this with social media, right? Because yeah. if you each have your own social media accounts, you each have your own checking accounts are you just roommates? Because what is point? <laughs> it of looks you like in the yeah. same. Cause it right. that's exact same scenario. I would have me and you would have, right? right? Because yeah. like, we have different checking accounts. We have different social media accounts. We have different, everything right. getting in that same account. One removes a lot of that fear, right? Or yeah. it just makes things transparent. Yeah. If one of the spouses is more controlling than the other, right? There's deeper psychological issues there. I think. Oh, sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, absolutely. And so, you know, for us, we've, we've been lucky enough. We had some really great mentors speaking in our life early on that kind of gave us this idea of being on the same team, yeah. right? And they told us, now you use a baseball team. Yeah. I'm like, I've never once seen a team win the World Series and the first baseman won and the third baseman didn't. Right? Right. right. Like, right. if you're on the team, you win. You win or lose together. You win or lose together. Yeah. And at the end of the day, that's kind of what we're striving for. Yeah. And so, you know, some of the days we the tips to prevent it, you know, definitely run a credit report, right? Use the same yeah. checking account close those other accounts right use one credit yeah. card but as far as we go to let's go with like control yeah how one person give up or come off of some of that control if that was their raised right so if you were raised where where your dad or your mom handled all the finance and the other one didn't know anything about it yeah i um, mean that's what you do right or that's just your mentality sure um what are some ways we can kind of help bring some of that back yeah to get back on the same page
1: that's a great question you hit the nail on the head oftentimes we're the product of our environment. So like you see the way one of your parents or grandparents treat the other one with money, control, whatever. And so you start modeling that behavior. So oftentimes we do, I, I've mentioned before we do family of origin work. So, yeah. okay. So let's talk about, you know, John, you are kind of controlling with your wife and the money. She's clearly upset about this. Who? emulated that for you this is the question that's going in my mind right yeah. okay so who has given you this perception that this is appropriate behavior so i may start asking hey you know what john tell me about your parents relationship oh well you, you know I, I don't know much okay well that's fascinating so by not knowing much you actually know more than you think you there's a reasons why you don't know what you don't know and so this is where you kind yeah, of this is where you kind of start digging in a little bit. Yeah. Okay, well, so tell me what you do know. Who paid family bills? Uh, you know, I think my mom did. Okay, because I I just remember dad would come home and just hand him hand him her check. So I thought that it was just appropriate that one person took care of the finances. Or my mom would say, "You only have this much to spend. You know, this week you can't spend any more." He picked up those behaviors one way, and so then the question then inevitably will come out. Well. How did their marriage work out? Well, they, they were married for 50 years, so I guess yeah. it worked out. Just because somebody's married doesn't mean they're happy. No. Like, when did you see your parents hug? So or- this is not longevity.
0: No. I mean, it's part of it, right? But right, like, yeah.
1: yeah. When did you see your parents hug or kiss? Yeah. I, don't, I don't know. When did you guys go on family vacation? Only when mom said it was okay. Their, like, hierarchical structure was one of dominance. Yeah. And so we start from that perspective just to try to have people open their eyes. And I talk a lot about seeing, and I'm not talking about just the physical aspect, actually seeing what's happening. Because what happens is, we'll use the John with control issues. What he has seen is one way his parents acted. What he doesn't realize is he has molded his spouse into his other parent, into this subordinate that's a master-servant relationship, like a dictator. Definitely not yeah. a teammate. No, Especially when it comes to a controlling spouse, we would have to start there. But then I'm also curious about how the other spouse is, is leveling the differential because it's, it's happening. Like I remember reading, and this is super fascinating and we'll move on because it has nothing to do with financial infidelity, but just how some people can le- leverage themselves to alleviate the power. Is I remember reading a case study and it was an actual couple. He was very domineering, had actually committed adultery, made crazy amounts of money. And so, when all of these things started unfolding, he would travel a lot and he would host like dinners and stuff and, you know, try to schmooze people and get more money. He wasn't doing anything legal, but, you know, just building those type of relationships. And so, this particular woman developed bulimia like to an extreme degree. Like, constantly sick. I'm sorry, not me. It wasn't forced to throw up, but she would just consistently vomit. Yeah. I mean, like literally constantly. And so he couldn't leave to go on trips because she, I mean, we're talking, this is over a, a good length of time. So they went and seen doctors and doctors like, no, I mean, there's there's nothing like physically wrong that we can tell. Maybe you should go see a therapist and psychosomatic syndrome is something that we don't have time for today, but it's like where your body's react. Your body is reacting to the relational dynamics. And so that was her way of getting control over him was now you can't leave. And now you have to take care of me. And so that's an extreme case. Right. But so, but that plays out in subtle ways, especially when it comes to this, this dominance and like these secret accounts in my mind, that's a way of gaining control back. Oh yeah. Because I don't like you telling me what to do. And this is another thing like on that aspect I didn't realize that I was my wife's father. I'm, I'm her husband. Yeah. Yeah. You know, have, like, thank you for letting me do. Like, oh. I didn't let you do nothing. You're a grown adult. You're a grown man or a grown right. woman. You're right. Yeah. Well, I was working with a couple
0: one time, and, and the husband said, I don't have to eat for lunch anymore because when I get home, she's going to know if I had ordered a large drink or a medium. That hands tight yeah. grip, right? right. White knuckle grip on the finances, which isn't a team. Right. No. It made him feel very emasculated. Right. And it didn't, sure. definitely didn't help their marriage no. at all. And so, you know, when we talk about finances and, and we'll talk about a lot of different financial things sure. on here, but that's a really big part of financial fidelity is, yeah. you know, when you have somebody who's, who's literally watching every single penny yeah. and nagging you about it. Right. Now, granted, I, I believe in budgets. I believe people should, yeah, should be very transparent about money. The same point, there has to be some of that freedom there, right? There has to be. Yes. Um, you know, me and my wife there for several years each had an allowance where, you know, we each had our, our chicken, we had one chicken count that we were using, but realized like I would like to eat out during for lunch every day. If she didn't. And she was like, well, How come you get to spend all this money every week, <laughs> right? And I don't. Right. And uh, so we went on this allowance where we said, Hey, each of us got, I don't know, 20, 30 bucks, whatever it was. That was our money, right? And it was just cash to do whatever we wanted to do with Yeah. And if I blew all mine on one lunch on Monday, right, then I was <laughs> right. brown bagging yeah. it, right, the rest <laughs> right. of the week. Um, right. And, um, you know, but it, it helped us kind of get on the same page. Yeah. Um, you know, I think a lot of couples need to kind of take a step back and say, hey, where are we at? Yeah. Right. So even me and Megan, you know, I do this for a living. She works with money for a living as well in the family, right, is yeah. really take a step back and say, hey, where are we at? Yeah. Right. Again, manage what can't measure, can't measure, right? Let's, let's come together as a team. That. Can't measure. I right. That. Let's get on the same page of yeah. what this looks like. Let's become one. Yeah. Right. With this and just plan it out. Right. So I, I tell people, look, you have meetings at th- at work because y'all need to get on the same page. Call a family meeting.
1: Absolutely. Right. Call yeah.
0: a family meeting print it all out, make a PowerPoint, right? Whatever that is, um, (laughs) right. Whatever it's good to make it work. Right. There's a reason PowerPoint became popular. I mean, you know, (laughs) whatever it is, pull up Excel and lay it out, plan it out, lay it out and get on the same page with it. And it's really not that, it's not that hard to do. Right. So we do this. So when a new couple comes in, right, that we're working with, we tell them, Hey, look, bring everything you got.
1: Yeah.
0: Right. Bring it all I don't care if it's uh, we have literally had people bring trash bags of statements and put on our conference room table. Right, going back to the '40s. That's hilarious. going back to the '40s, right? That where we go so through and hilarious. map out everything. Right, we clean it all up, map out where all what money they have, where it's at, all the different accounts. Hopefully, for most of our couples, you don't have statements going back to the '40s, right? <laughs> right. That you're 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 going through. But just you know, I said pull a credit report and then get on the same page with it. Yeah, it's not rocket science, right? Yeah, um, it really is just hey let's figure it all out. Let's yeah. let's figure out where the money is. Let's figure out what accounts we have and make sure they're all, they're all working together yeah. and that we're all aware of them, yeah. right? And if you do have one of those accounts, that's a great time to bring up, hey, so um, I have some debt over here, yeah. right, that you didn't know about. Hopefully it's a good account where it's like, hey, I'll save this for a rainy day fund right. not to run off, right? And that's right. what we see. We've seen that a lot of times where the husband or wife wow. was putting money aside. Just for, in case. Just in case. Yeah. And they thought they were doing a good thing Right. But the other spouse takes it as, well, hang on. Why do you have that money? So are you planning on leaving me? Is this yeah, your, right. Is this your leaving is, is money? This, is this a
1: exit strategy? Yeah.
0: Like th- this is your, you know, your backup plan. Yeah. And so, you know, definitely getting on that same page will, will help a lot with this. Yeah. And so if you have financial ability in your marriage, right. Or, you know, if you don't know if you do, right. Hit yeah. up money Absolutely. Take the financial ability scale. Tons of resources there that we're creating from a financial aspect, from a therapist aspect Absolutely. to help people get on the same page, become one in their marriage. And so, you know, we are firmly believe any marriage, right, can can get rid of financiality. Any marriage can be happy yes. and thriving yes. and successful um, and can get through financial infidelity, physical infidelity, right, emotional right. infidelity. And those Absolutely. are all topics we're going to be discussing a lot about. Yeah. But if you have questions about financial fidelity, if you have concerns, there's anything that we can answer, right? If you're going through something or you want to talk to your spouse and you don't know how to, you know, broach this subject, give us a shout, right? Yeah. The millionairemarriage.com Hit us on social media, and we'll be happy to to provide those resources. You know, if we don't have them out yet or talk specifically about your situation. Absolutely. But Jeremy, thanks for being here today. Absolutely, of course. And uh, guys, we'll see you next episode.